Kickstarters to just do it. So let's do this, guys. Welcome right. to the podcast. Golds and gods and goddesses, welcome to Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards. This is our first episode review we've recorded together in a long time. Uh, the, well, it's not like I do these on my own, so uh, let me introduce my co-host here before we get started today. We got Adam on the phone with us sitting in the, what is that, the house for married with children? Yeah, I have the Married with Children couch behind me, and I'm here to talk about Sweet D has a heart attack. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I definitely thought you were going to go with a sunny background when you were telling us to hold on for a second. I thought you were going to be sitting in patties, but we'll take the... Uh, the living room from uh, the Bundy household. Yeah, is that just one of the uh, backgrounds they give you as like an option on Google? Like, no, I Googled it myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, with us here in person, it's Donnie on, the, up, uh, on the microphone here. Together, the three of us uh, are doing uh, Sweet D Has a Heart Attack is what we are reviewing today. And uh, we are without the dish of the day today. But before we get started, I'm going to do something I haven't done in a very long time. Plug social media accounts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AlwaySunnyPod. You can uh, find merch if that's still working, if that link still works, at solo.to slash rumham. And while you're there, you can also find all the links to listen to us, uh, all our social medias, including our subreddit. All that can be found at solo.to slash rumham. Trying to keep it concise. I, I want to get to the fun stuff because uh, we got... An episode for you guys today that is nearing the end of season four. So uh, we got Sweet D has a heart attack. But one more bit of business to take care of before we get started here today. We got the wildcard crew, listener of the episode. Want to give a big shout out to uh, someone who gave us a five-star review here. We got ebrown16 saying, awesome podcast. I listen to all of them and I love the banter. Uh, we love you loving the banter, so thank you for leaving us that five-star review. Um, let's try and get the stickers going again here soon. I don't want to burn myself out again, but that was fun when we were sending those out, and uh, we'll try and get you sent one. Uh, so leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and uh, we'll we'll get back at you. We'll, we'll shout you out here on the podcast. Um, anyways, yes, Sweet D has a heart attack. Season four, uh, this is season four, episode 10. I think I said season four, episode nine earlier, but this is season four, episode ten. Oh so we, shit! Is it really? Mm-hmm. We are. I thought we were like in the beginning of season four for some reason. Nah. No, nah, we're we're rearing the end here. Um. Yeah. This uh season, I believe, has thirteen episodes, twelve or thirteen episodes. So, will the dish of the day be back with us by the time uh we finish the season? I don't know. We're getting towards the end here. Anyways, uh, <laughs> this episode originally aired October thirtieth. 2008 this episode was directed by matt shankman uh written by rob glenn and uh scott martyr charlie day as well you you know the guys you know who's here by now um basically d has a heart attack if you couldn't gather that from the title sweet d has a heart attack uh frank has a bong but because uh (laughs) sweet d has a heart attack everyone in the gang uh takes something differently from it mostly how it affects them I didn't know women could have heart attacks. You know what's scary about this whole thing, really, is that I have the same genes as her. Yeah, I'm concerned for myself and Charlie as well. We lead a very rock and roll lifestyle. Oh, yeah. I know. I just had a heart attack. Can we focus on me for two minutes here? I feel like we did talk about it. your ship has sailed, okay? It's time to move on to us, the people who are going to live on. Frank tries to get healthy. Mac and Charlie try to get insurance, uh, a job with insurance. Okay, so we can wheel, we can deal, we can oversee hostile takeovers, whatever you need, bud. It's a mailroom gig. 
And there's only one spot available. of a package deal. We sort of work as a team. I'll tell you what, what if we split the pay right down the middle? Hmm. You'd be willing to do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is nothing to do with money. <laughs> this is sort of a health insurance yeah. situation for yeah. us. So, yeah. you know, frankly, you don't even really have to pay us at all. No. Well, <laughs> legally, I have to pay you something, but uh, minimum wage, maybe? Minimum wage? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's, that's great. Absolutely. That's more than we That's a government salary all right. right there. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it gets crazy in this one. So we're going to we're gonna talk about it here today. If it's been a while since you've listened to these episode reviews, uh, first of all, welcome back. Or if this is your first time joining us, uh, also welcome back. Welcome to the show. Uh, we're going to talk generally about this episode in the second half. We are going to put our arguments on a scale of 1 to 10. I know this is a lot of information to swallow here. Uh, so we're going to make like those pills that Frank was having and uh, swallow down this review. Uh, by talking about season four, episode 10, Sweet D has a heart attack. Who's itching to start here? You want, should we start from the beginning? Uh, seven yeah. o'clock on a Monday. We got, uh, we I got love Frank. the fat bong rips right off the bat. Yes. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. That's the only thing I start on my notes. Bong Same. rips from Frank. I love how I wrote I that. I love how it starts with a noise before the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, oh, uh, we're in for a treat. It's it's one of the few times we see uh, Frank or really anyone in the gang uh, smoke pot. I think we get it later when uh, Country Mac joins them, but I think this is the first yeah. time we see them do the, do the old wacky tobacco. You know what I'm saying? I uh, think it's funny that they're just watching him do it with his leg up on the bar. It's like, what are they? What are they watching? Are they getting high too, or <laughs> do they just love? glue too much they're way past weed i forgot uh who i was watching this with um and we might have been a little inebriated might have had a couple drinks before watching this episode uh we were watching it and they just go <laughs> ganja goblin to describe danny <laughs> hitting the ball so we got if there was a ganja goblin i think it would have to be well later Frank this season he becomes the toll troll right which could be a distant cousin of the ganja goblin so chong's hitting the bong uh he tells d to go download a mahogi off the internet it's it's there's no fluff this first scene uh it's very minimal i think i'm I'm pretty sure it's less than a minute what'd you guys think of that because i know in the past Um, we've been kind of torn on the simpler setups i mean i don't think it was that great i think it was funny Mm-hmm. Like just like because it was like relatable and I like the smoking aspect and whatever, but like and then the download the hoagie made me laugh. It was like a funny Frank thing, but like I don't think it was like that good of an opening necessarily. Uh, when when you say related to the, to, to the smoking, it's legal mean, here. Yeah, the, mean... the marijuanas. Oh, okay. Thank you for clarifying. I for sure thought you meant crack. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> yeah. No, that's not legal. We don't talk about that here. Mm. Yeah. Well, what a shame. Not that I don't do it. We just don't <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> Adam, what'd you think of the cold open? Yeah, uh, I loved it. I loved how, like, they're ignoring Sweet D as she's literally having a heart attack, and like, she's a nuisance to these guys, you know, while she's dying, and they couldn't give any shit. It's it's their dialogue is very blatant, uh, where um, very deadpan. You know, Dennis straight up says, D, I do not care kind of thing. Like, he falls and says, what's her problem? And technically, the title card answers the, his question, what's her problem? Sweet D has a heart attack. Yeah, I love when, like, 
the title cards react to what they just said. That's that's that good stuff. All right, so D ends up in the hospital, and uh, the guys, you know, of course, immediately they got to make it about them. And, and this this episode is, or this scene, I mean, is uh, interesting for kind of a multitude of reasons. Um, really, from from a from a character standpoint, you get like this dialogue that is seems to almost be a parody of itself. If if you know what I mean, like it's my one. Um, conundrum that I have with the show sometimes like it, it's possible. Is it possible for the character dialogue to be too direct? Like, um, How so? for, for example, so like, uh, Dennis is saying like the scary part is we share the same genes. Max saying we need to move on to us. The ones who will live on Charlie saying we did talk about you. Like it, these seem like the the perfect, almost too perfect lines, if if that makes sense. It it's almost like they're kind of saying, "Yes, this is satire." Like, just look at the dialogue for what it's worth. What do you think? I didn't really see it like that. I thought it was a really good scene. I thought the lines were really good. Set no, up the, for it is the next I, line. I'm saying I liked it yeah. as well. I, yeah. I like and dislike. I just didn't like see it the way that you saw it. I guess. Donnie, what do you think? I'm a little confused on what you're saying, to be completely so, honest. So, okay, so, like, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's it's kind of hard to do without, like, just watching the scene straight out. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, it's just, like, the way that they act um, specifically in this scene, it carries on to the rest of the episode. So they act pretty ludicrous throughout this entire yeah. episode yes. on their own, s- split off into pairs. Mm-hmm. In this, yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, in this one scene, the last time they're all together this entire episode, it just seems like a more outlandish line after another. Like they can't possibly be more selfish, but then someone else opens their mouth. It's It feels perfect, but it also feels too perfect. And I don't know if that's my stupid mentally diseased <laughs> mind here or if that is something I'm trying to like pull out of nothing is what is this here? I think I mean, that, I agree. It's good. Yeah. Sorry. Keep going. I just don't, I don't get what you mean by like too perfect. Like, do you mean they like, like it was just written that well feels scripted? I don't know. Is that the best way I could put it? It, it feels scripted. Whereas other parts in this episode don't feel scripted. They feel just, Oh, more they're just going with each other. Stuff. I'll, I'll get into this later <laughs> in the episode. Brayden, I know what you mean. And I, I think that, in this episode, we really see the the hinges come off. Um, they kind of are really unraveling, and they're more chaotic, or they're more like you said, ludicrous than we've seen them before. I just think that they're getting more comfortable with their characters by now, and they have more liberties to be at to be more outlandish than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. And maybe because we're seeing it all in one episode you think it's a bit too polished or too much. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. That, that's another way to look at it. Uh, I, I do want to explore that idea later. I got a, a point that I like to bring up uh, just kind of like about how they're acting with each other. But for now we need to see Frank's glorious ass uh, breathing 
And he informs them that they haven't had insurance since they were nine, and the doctor just throws them out of the hospital. I am in no way a healthcare expert, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't work like that. Pretty sure. Get out. <laughs> I don't think they know you don't have insurance like, until someone... after. Okay, Maybe not. Because no, uh, we were. We it depends were... if it's an emergency or not. No, I think. yeah, because we were dealing with some stuff and had to go to the ER a couple times. Because if it's an emergency, they're not we... going to like always necessarily like check your insurance. Like they might like start the they operation. They checked it out the then... door when, oh, we, went to the, when oh, okay. we went to the ER. But like, what we were dealing with was also not like immediately life threatening. So maybe if it's like immediately right. life threatening, there's there's got to be one one person in some sort of medical field out there listening to this, just screaming at their car radio right now, like you idiots. All I would think is if someone had a heart attack, they would admit them and like treat them. It would just be it would just that person would end up being screwed and getting stuck with a bill and nothing like no help to pay it. If they what, don't have insurance. What if it's like coming in in an ambulance versus versus coming in through the front door? Is that what the ambulance is so expensive for? Is that like a fast pass? Is Dis- <laughs> Disney, VIP entrance to the hospital. Disney is behind the ludicrous <laughs> ambulance prices in this country. They don't check your cards then. No, they check them. They check them in the ambulance already, and they just really? drop you. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, they drop I'm you like, off on the side. It. They don't even bring you to the hospital if you don't have a card, dude. Straight up, when I was when I was driving when I was driving Lyft, I got a ride request and I go to pick up this guy. And re- oh, remember, God. I drive a Toyota Yaris, and his bicycle's like bent in half, and this dude is like limping, limping. Oh shit! No blood, but he's like limping, limping, and we finagle his his bike into the Yaris, and he's like, dude. Yeah, someone hit me with a car. I can't afford to call for an ambulance, but I can't get to the hospital from here. Like, are you okay to, like, he's like, I understand if you want to, like, take another request. Yeah. I'm like, nah, dude, I got you. I'm yeah. like, can, you, can we stuff your bike into the, my tiny-ass car? Yeah. <laughs> you might like, sacrifice your bike, leave it on the side of the road, but I'll bring you to the hospital. I, I would have come back for it. I felt so bad. Oh, for sure. Was he just like a normal dude? Was he like homeless or? No, he's just a normal dude out on a bike ride. Someone hit, hit oh, him mean, with a car for and, Uber and, everything and left. Least, and so. Yeah, he, he couldn't call 911 because he couldn't afford the ambulance. Right, right. So, I don't know. Maybe that is. That's wild. If he would have taken the ambulance, he would have gotten preferred access. <laughs> There's a red velvet rope. Oh, man. Uh, they laid on the red carpet <laughs> for the ambulance arrivers. <laughs> Jesus. There's paparazzi over yeah. here, over here. <laughs> oh, uh, what, what was going through your head as you were flying through the air, sir? Um, <laughs> oh, it's going to be really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope uh, this actually kills me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> too dark. America. <laughs> crippling debt and insurance fraud. <laughs> Uh, so everyone splits up into their storylines. Mac and Charlie are going to get insurance uh, because they lead what? their rock and roll lifestyle. Oh, what's up? Before they get high on glue and paint. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Uh, before we leave that other scene, um, I felt the need to share this in my notes. As soon as I wrote this, I just started giggling. Danny DeVito's ass reminds me of a rum ham. Um, I think I want to get that tattooed on me. But now we can move on. Um, so his ass. It looks like a perfect little rum ham. It looks like a little glazed rum ham. I don't have to no, justify this rum ham. You're gonna get his ass on you. Tattoo. I, I really want to set some sort of stupid like subscriber download challenge now. Like when we get one thousand downloads or listeners, that'd be pathetic. I would have had to do this yeah, already. We get one thousand subscribers. I will get Danny DeVito's ass tattooed on my ass. Oh. 
Aception. <laughs> Aception. I love it. We're not doing that. And we definitely passed the thousand download mark a while ago. I'm not sure. That's not a bragging thing. Anyways, Mac and Charlie. Getting, oh, it's a, it was a humble brag. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty humble. I like to think. Um, and now I'm not being humble by talking about how humble it was. Um, uh, Charlie, Charlie gets one of the better lines in, in this scene is, uh, why doesn't the government provide insurance? What is this? Some sort of socialist country, some communist country. Uh, you know, it strikes many chords. You know, we've, we all got that one friend that when they don't like something immediately refers to it as, uh, as socialist or, or communist or, Oh, that's a communist. Um, so, I, or at least I got that one asshole friend. So uh, that resonated oh. with me. I got oh, a couple of asshole friends. There. He's not oh. here today. He's the dish of the day is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the dish of the day is red. So now, so after after we uh, set up that story, we got Dennis and D at the gym. Uh, so now that we got everyone's storylines, including Frank, who is taking all his pills involved, my question for you guys, what's your favorite storyline in this episode? Because none of them touch. None of them, they all stay separate. Unless the they the technically episode. like almost all meet at the end, but not really. Um, mm-hmm. I would, uh, I feel like it's almost too obvious to say Charlie and Mac, because like I really do like Dean Dennis's story, but like, the best and most iconic moments are from like Mac and Charlie's story. But I guess from a pure story standpoint and not yeah. like quotes or funny, like any of that, I think I would have to say like Dean Dennis's like the whole, like she just had a heart attack there. Now they're in a workout room. They're trying to fucking change all the music. And like, it's the biggest deal trying to like control that whole scene. So honestly, I'm going to pick that one. Final answer. What about you okay. guys? My favorite is the Frank storyline i knew you'd say that yeah you know (laughs) you know (laughs) i think i mentioned this on the last review we did because i probably got the episodes confused that was many moons ago many moons ago the last episode also had uh uh, an insane asylum in it so i got confused with this episode but in this episode frank danny devito he he goes through like his one flew of the cuckoo's nest storyline and Danny DeVito was actually in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. There's there's quite an extensive and full list out there of all the references that they make uh, to that film in this yeah. episode. But but this one like directly parodies it and has Chief and they break out. Mm-hmm. It's a great time. And he's like all hopped up on drugs. And also another thing, I love it when Charlie and Mac are huffing paint and then Charlie, I mean, Frank comes in with like all the pills and then Mac and Charlie are like, well, that doesn't seem too healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, entire, he just dumps all the pills on his you know, on the table and then he gets lost. So uh, one of the fun facts I will share about the one uh, flew over the cuckoo's nest uh, is that, um, so the person who plays, um, I believe they refer to him as, chief in the episode so i'm trying to be accurate here not offensive tim sampson uh he's the son of will sampson who is in the film i I think you've dropped this trivia many moons ago but uh but yeah that's that is one of my favorite little trivias about this episode one of the many uh fun trivias about this episode um i got a question for you there adam so 
do you think the the Frank storyline, Frank wanting to get healthy all of a sudden, do you think, and I, this is probably me trying to go too deep with this, do you think this has anything to do with D having the heart attack? I guess you could answer this too, Donnie. Do you think that has anything to do with his daughter having a near-death experience and him, like, trying mm. to, like, do, no. do something about his health? No. I don't think he <laughs> ever gave a shit about their health. I think subconsciously. Oh, keep going. Maybe, sorry. yeah. I, I just, I don't know. It was, I thought it was just another excuse for him to take advantage of the system. Free gallons and get all the pills. And mm-hmm. I don't think he was looking out for me. I don't think he gives a shit. I don't think he <laughs> internalized that. Because you saw you saw the other characters try and internalize it, but they quickly like, deflected it. And, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I don't think that he necessarily, like, cares but i think he could have saw it and been like oh well she can have a heart attack like i'm probably gonna have a heart attack and like it maybe like influenced him not that he like cared to help d but it was kind of like oh shit well i'm probably gonna like experience this like maybe i'll take care of myself and whether that was like a direct thought or like a subconscious thing mm-hmm. i think it had to like affect him at some point like if you see some if you see someone younger and quote-unquote healthier than you have a heart attack like, it would have to freak anyone out, I would think. You're just like, well, fuck, why wasn't that me? Like, that could have been me easily. Especially if he was that high. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. And he was fucking faded. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what it could be. Definitely maybe trying to make it a bit deeper than it is. But, you know, could have internalized it. Who knows? Uh, one thing I will say between all the storylines, I guess with the exception of Frank's, um, is that, we begin to see like what the show is really becoming uh, when the characters interact with each other. And this is a really good, this episode's a really good showcase of not just the characters, but the actors who portray them. Um, I did listen to the first episode of the Sunny podcast. And one of the things that stuck out to me the most that actually made me want to like start doing this podcast again, um, that uh, I believe Glenn said that's that stuck out to me was that, uh, in the in the first season, they were so focused on like doing the he was so focused on doing like the right thing in the scene, like what what the script called for and whatnot. And um, there's one scene he was doing in particular when he does the spin and says the boys are out tonight, um, where he was just trying to make the others on set laugh. And he talks about that. He's like, as the seasons went on, I realized more and more it's less about what's in like in your lines and more about what can I do to make the biggest laugh possible? Like the outrageous stuff is the good stuff. And so I'm, I think we're starting to see that in the Mac and Charlie storyline and the D and Dennis storyline where a lot, they get a lot of good lines in and then there's just some really solid improv banter. So to, to juxtapose act one is what I, to bring it back to what we were talking about. I was just going to say, so maybe that's a reason for why you think that the banter is so, like, it does sound polished and scripted, but it also does sound improvised and very off the cuff, because that's how I interpret it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you kind of, like, proved that or corroborated that by saying that they decided to go more improv improv Sure. Yes. And you speak it fluently. You just got yes anded, bro. No. Freaking. No, never... Dude, you just got yes anded so hard. 
why you felt that way earlier i think yeah. they are falling into place now they're getting comfortable with each other because it's not and, like, yeah it's not like one is better than the other no. you know it's they're they're both good i think i prefer the the spitballing improv kind of stuff you know you get that you get that kind of feeling with a lot of um uh will ferrell and adam mckay's work when oh, I, I just read an article about them yesterday. They broke up. They broke it up. Didn't end well. Who got John C. Riley? Who gets uh, custody over Adam John McKay. C. Riley? Adam McKay got. Jo- yeah. Oh, oh, that they was what it was over. Do. I totally forgot the context of it. He casted like John he, C. Riley in something. He casted John C. Riley instead of Will Ferrell for this movie, which seemed to be the bad, better decision. Isn't it like the Lakers like, coach or something? He's supposed to yes. be. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I don't know sports. That's it. Um, so uh, I think we've covered this episode pretty thoroughly. We we could go scene well, by scene and uh, explain everything. What, what what else do you got? We could talk we about the Pepe Sylvia scene. We didn't even really touch the Pepe Sylvia scene. We didn't touch that or the gym stuff at all. Or the gym stuff. What do you want to talk about the gym stuff? Lead us Dennis on an adventure. Are the most toxic like coupling out of any group when they're paired off with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, when they power, when they team up together, it's not good. Like, when they're getting yeah. along, and it's like, they yeah, just, like you said, they're so the worst. They passively just push each other over the edge. They just egg each other on. Because normally yeah. it's, like, about outdoing themselves and when they're, like, dissing or attacking someone, but now they just do it to someone else. So, like, D will attack the dude, and then Dennis will one-up and attack the dude, even, like, the dude's not even, like, responding or, like, trying to attack back. So, like... They kind of like instigate each other, even if like they're not being instigated back. It's kind of right. funny. And I love their meta commentary when they're together. Like, oh, we're gonna do this now. We're gonna do this and that, yeah. and not that. Mm-hmm. And then they keep like describing themselves doing the thing, but they're not doing it. <laughs> so. Like it's um, I think the best example of that is the Mexican collagen scene. Uh, you know, where, where D says, if you could speak Latin, you could speak like four other languages. And he says, you add, as far as I know, you can't speak Latin. I think that's a good example of that. There's, they just, it's not like they're act. It's like you were saying, Donnie, they're not actively trying to see how crazy they can go. They really think they're on the right path. (laughs) So I think you both bring up some really, really solid points as far as that goes. Uh, having said that as well, while we're on the subject of that scene, it does make me cringe out of my skin every time. Uh, I hate needles. Screw all that. And again, no booster shot. No, I'm kidding. I'm not. <laughs> we, we do not have an official stance on vaccination. Um, I do hate needles, though. That's I do hate thing. needles, though. That is I not fun. I hate shots. Uh, not because they're vaccines. I just fucking hate needles. I don't know. Anyways. Dude, if it was a suppository... All day. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> Adam, is he frozen? Oh, he was frozen. He was frozen. Oh, he was actually frozen. I was like, bro, that stare was that stare was unreal. He's like, that is a haunting stare. Yeah, he was actually frozen. Okay, no, you were like death staring us like, what the fuck are they saying? He was saying? like, there's no COVID suppositories? <laughs> that man behind the CVS was a liar. He's like, I got four of those. I've been getting boosters. <laughs> I already got enough needles in my life. <laughs> uh, oh, that's yeah, a good one. Fucking, that's an insulin joke. Yeah, the apathetic yeah. diabetic. Apath- apathetic ti- di- my whole life, my whole life is an insulin joke. 
<laughs> is that the title of your memoir? Yeah. No, uh, it would be Diabetes Bonghead, the apathetic diabetic. <laughs> Love it. Oh my god. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh, there's so much more to talk about this episode. I feel like we've just barely covered the first two acts. I don't think we even really got to like the meat of this episode because uh, because it only gets better as it goes honestly I am I wrong in saying that in this episode I feel like it gets better as the episode goes along yes the momentum just keeps on building like a rolling stone the like the rolling, rolling stones stone. like a rolling stone oh just one not all of them wait so are, are we are we talking you've about Keith are we talking about before? Mick you've never heard that idiom before whoa you're you don't need idiot. to be yeah. You don't need to be freaking calling me names, dude. Dude, you're an idiom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Rolling Stones. They were like, ah, oh, they're popular like a Rolling Stone down a hill, like collecting moss or something. That's where they got the name, the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Okay, what now is this they? the one with 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 John Lennon? John Lennon, Tom Petty, and Stevie Nicks, George right? McCartney. George McCartney. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, I got I got one more question about uh, popular fan theory for you guys, and then we can get to to the real argument here. Um, so one common fan theory is that Charlie reads Pennsylvania as Pepe Silvia. D- do you guys go for this? Yeah. I mean, is I, he I, I is he literate this episode because he's sorting mail in the beginning when he knows that Mister Scott likes his coffee hot and Mister White, whose wife is not too bright. I'd have to really go back and dissect this because I could also easily just see it, him being illiterate and mixing up names and like Max says, he's like, all these people are very real and they're all looking for their mail. So like, I could see it being one of those, but it wouldn't surprise me for him to just like completely like create one person because he misread a state or another word or something. I'm pretty sure that makes a lot of sense to me now. Because they live in Pennsylvania, so of course they would they see do. nearly everything labeled Pennsylvania. He's got boxes or- full of Pepe, which, uh, oh, and this is another thing I guess I wanted to bring up. Uh, thank goodness that we did this extra time here. Uh, is, how long does this episode take place, do you guys think? Is, is this the span of a week they get hired and fired? Because Frank's for mm. sure on a multi-day bender. Well, it's at least multiple days because... They worked for three days after they, quote-unquote, got fired. Because Charlie's like, yeah, they gave us the pink slip three days ago, but I mailed it off to Serbia or Siberia. Siberia, there you go. (laughs) Wherever he fucking sent it. So, yeah. uh, So, it's at least three days. Obviously, more than, I would say, like, about a week, if I had to guess. Like, they worked for a few days, maybe a week, got fired, and then stayed the extra three days. Checks out. I (laughs) I really like to think they were hired Monday and fired Friday. I, it could literally be like that. Like they got fired. Because like, when did Matt go in the dude's office? Was that that was immediately? That's got to right? be like day, yeah. That's like day so yeah, they one. Probably, I think they got fired like day two. They were in the same clothes, so yeah. Unless well, they wear the same clothes the whole time. I think. Yeah. Because they only have once. Anyways, I'd say a week. Yeah, within the same week. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I buy the the whole Pepe Silvia uh, theory, but I, I do love it. I love I love Charlie's sorting system. It's it's there's so much great hijinks in this episode that um, I I gotta say that this is like one of the episodes you show someone at first to get them into the show. 
Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous without having to rely on shock value uh, in its storyline. And I don't know. Let's let's get to the second part, and we'll, we'll talk about it more. So uh, shall we uh, go to break here? Yeah, yeah, break right now. Yeah. And, because uh, my roommates just came home, and they're about to walk right through the door. Well, they can be on the podcast. No. Is it, 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 is, is it, is it, is it, is it Alex? Is it, is and Michael, yeah. is Michael? They, yeah. they could, they can both be on it. No. no, I'm kidding. Let's go to break. When we come back, we got more of this argument. We're going to put it on a scale of one to 10. We're going to put this episode on the list of lists and see where it ranks against our other 40 something episodes of Sunny. We'll be right back. This is a weird way to start the second half. Welcome back to the podcast, Golden Gods and Goddesses. Welcome uh, back. We are talking about Season 4, Episode 10, uh, Sweet D Has a Heart Attack. All right. Uh, let me see if I can remember how this works. We have 10 categories? 15 categories? We, we got five categories. I'm just joking. We got the story. We got you the fucking confused me for a second. I was like, I was waiting for one of you to like catch on to what I was doing. You guys both looked at me like, oh, we updated the format. <laughs> yeah, I was like, did I miss something? Just checking my notes. <laughs> You're like, got to make sure I got all fifty categories. Yeah. We we talk about the clothing. We talk about the uh, slang. We shoelace talk, colors. Shoelace colors are That's a very important. big factor. Um, no, okay, I'll stop messing with you guys. The real categories are the story, the characters, the quotes, the overall humor, and the wild card. Whew, haven't said that in a long time. It's almost like a tongue twister. Each of these points we're going to give up to 10. The dish of the day is not here, so we will get his score at the end of the season uh, for this final score. But let's see what we give it today. Let's see what the three of us think of this episode. Um, yeah, uh, story. Is that how we do this? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Story. I think so. It was excellent. I love how they started with the Colonel, Sweet D's heart attack, and branched off into three different, completely ridiculous storylines that all made sense and it wrapped up really well. Ten out of ten for the story. That was really presidential of you. That was the way you presented yourself while you, you said, you guys can't see it. You guys can't see it, but he, he was, do, he had those uh, Barack Obama hand motions going. He had the, oh, geez, no. Hey, listen here. I tried Barack. to do it and I just started knocking shit over. I can't, I'm not capable of it. But that was, Adam's just so elegant, eloquent. What's the right word? Hey, yeah, he could be both. Either. Yeah, elegant both. and eloquent. Both. You cute. <laughs> Donnie, what'd you think of the story? Um, I thought it was really good. I like how same thing. It split into like the three parts and it was all wild. Uh, I think the beginning could have been, like I said, a little bit better, maybe a little longer. Um, and then I think the stories could have intertwined a little bit more. Um, but I, overall I think it was pretty good. So I gave it a seven. Okay. One of, one of the complaints that I was reading both from people after this originally aired and people who have watched it recently, one of the common complaints is that this is a very, uh, calm episode in an otherwise like very uh, broad outlandish season um, and when you think about the episodes that we've had uh, earlier in this season I mean 
we got we got the gang kidnapping someone in Patty's Pub, the worst bar. Uh, Mac and Charlie die. Um, there's there's uh, Adam's roommates being super loud, but we love them anyways. Um, we got man hunting. Um, who pooped the bed? All these ridiculous storylines, and this one would appear to be calmer, but I don't think that necessarily makes it bad. In fact, dare I say, this is one of the most comprehensive and easy to enjoy no matter what your fan status episodes of Sunny yet. So because of that, I'm giving the story a perfect 10 out of 10 because I think if you're an old fan, you're, you really enjoy, like Adam said, this kernel that explodes into a delicious popcorn story where each scene is more ridiculous than the last. And if you're a new fan, you, uh, you don't really have to know much about the series to enjoy it. 10 out of 10. Yeah. And what'd you guys say? Seven out of ten and ten. All right, we're we got we got a pair of tens and a seven. Not gonna go up for us, but it's okay. We'll we'll drag your score there, uh, Donnie. Uh, what do we do next? Is is that one shoelace color? Yeah, shoelace yes. color. Yeah. All right, so uh, I like blue. I I'm I'm a it's fan. It's not what you of, like. It's what they were wearing and what it represents. God damn Did you it, not Adam. take notes properly? Or Did what? you not get my email blast? I the seven page email. email that was on page six. You don't do the email subsection four. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I missed you. Uh, characters. <laughs> I thought the characters was the best part. Uh, and I even just like looking at my score. Don't know why I only gave it a seven. Uh, I thought they were all just themselves a little bit over the top. I don't think we saw maybe like as much of Frank as I would have liked to necessarily, but. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. Okay. Ten. Another ten. Yeah. Another ten. You you got to be able to back this one up here. You, if you're throwing around tens out of tens, I'm I'm gonna need paragraph format, MLA citations. Mm-hmm. Hit me with the facts, boy. It starts off with the cold opening for me. As they many of more... these episodes do. <laughs> <laughs> but especially so because. They start off, they're so enthralled with Frank hitting a bong, which is, you know, the most, in my life, one of the most mundane experiences. Like, those, it, it's not that enthralling to watch. And then their sister, their friend, is having a heart attack right next to them, and they don't give a shit. Okay, that starts off the entire idea that these characters are just pieces of shit for the rest of the episode. It is a good it, theme to set up. In this in this show or in this episode, we see literacy. We mm-hmm. see huffing paint and glue. We see Dennis and Dee being the most vain that they've been in a while, literally doing plastic surgery to themselves. And then Frank is just... Well, I like his character. He's not really normal Frank, but he's kind of just ridiculous and he's exploring his own storyline. Okay. Which I enjoyed seeing. Um, and the whole pe- every single second that they're in the office, Mac and Charlie, is is perfect. I mean, there's a reason the Pepe Sylvia scene goes viral every single year. Uh, could could I could I bring back a couple of your points that you brought up there? You, you talked about yeah. Charlie's illiteracy, and I did do a review of the tape on the break. And after reviewing the play, uh, Charlie does say the line... I organize these based on how important I think they look. 
So there is absolutely no way in hell he's reading anything on those letters. <laughs> I think that I switch my stance. I am 100% on the Pepe Silvia train. Yeah. I'm 100% on that. And I promise that's not the only thing I took away from, from your speech there. But I, th I think you're right. I'm going to go 10 out of 10 as well. Yeah. Whoa, anything else you got? Um, I will say that I like... And you know Barney in this episode? Charlie's figment of imagination. His imaginary friend. Uh -huh. Was this the spy that he hired in the last episode? Or he thought he did? Uh, Maybe. Yeah, he did, he was dressed somewhat like a spy-ish. Now that you say that too. Ooh, uh, I I don't I don't know. There's a lot of spy talk going on yeah. this season. I, I like that theory. That's see now that's the new uh, plausible theory instead of the Pepe Silvia one. I like that. Get that one started around the uh, the old rumor mill. Barney is the spy that that uh, previous episode. He gets all the uh, fountain coins from Charlie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm going 10 out of 10 as well. I basically said it in the in the first um, first part. You know, even though they, they flounder, not flounder, even though it's different and different is good, but I don't like this different uh, as far as, like, the characters in the beginning of this episode. I don't like how they are versus the, the back end. I'm still going to give it a perfect 10 all the way through. I think this is a good showcase, and... Um, just because it's a little hard for me to get into in the first couple minutes doesn't mean the episode's bad. 10 out of 10 for characters. I feel like I'm being perfectly redundant. Quotes. I gave it a four. I don't think there was that many. Uh, I'll read the ones that I wrote down since I don't have that many. Uh, this one isn't that great, but like to me it's like why I say just unnecessary swear words and unnecessary orders is because of Always Sunny. Like, the whole what the shit, like, that came from Always Sunny. So I wrote that one down, even though it's not, like, a super iconic quote. Um, well, maybe you shouldn't dress like a bumblebee bitch. That's, like, another, like, super Always Sunny D-line for sure. Um, Which is weird because that's the, the color scheme of the of the entire show. Yeah. Is dressing like a bumblebee. Yeah, right. Uh, the My body is at 100% efficiency when Dennis is like, I haven't shit in, like, four days or whatever he said. That one's funny. And then the last one was, uh, we've already been fired three days ago. I already sent the pink slips halfway to Siberia. And then, yeah, those are the only ones I wrote down that, like, really, really stood out to me. It's, that's crazy that you got the last line, but not, like, the entire, that, that's an entire paragraph. I mean, but, like, to me, it's a, it comes back to, like, how when I was quoting paragraphs before, is like, it's kind of just, like, it's not what they're saying. It's, like, how they're acting. It's more of character and humor. It's not, like, the quotes themselves to me. Like, that's what I kind of, like, put that whole scene under. Like, what what you what you take away from it, I guess? Like, where I give a, the points from and, like. What makes like, it the funniest to you? Because it's funny that you mentioned Like, the way the Charlie's end. overreacting and, like. You're talking about that scene? Yeah, it's funny just because I got a different line out of out of that paragraph that oh, I yeah. thought I thought was the funniest. So it's interesting that out of this one scene, and I feel like you could find a bunch of scenes that we've uh, diverted on so far in the series, um, where we each took something different from it. We yeah. each thought something was funny. And again, that's not necessarily a line that's like oh, you put that in any other movie, any other line. Like, it's like a line where you're just going to go repeat, and it's hilarious. Like, oh, I got fired three days ago. Ha, ha, ha. Like, it's not like that. It's just like, 
the realization of like they've just been nonstop working that hard for three days and they haven't been getting paid. They're fired. It's all a waste. It's a very typical Charlie thing to do to be like, oh yeah, we're fired, but like I'm not gonna say anything. We're just gonna keep working. So like <laughs> it kind of has like deeper us. humor. Yeah, it kind of has like deeper humor. It's not necessarily like just the quote that made me laugh, but like to me that's what like all made it st- like stand out in my head. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean realistically, you could quote almost that entire scene. For different reasons, because I think that whole scene is hilarious. But. I think you could quote this entire episode. You got Frank with letting your ass breathe. We got the guys um, just ex- exuding their selfishness in, in the funniest of ways. Charlie's, uh, what is this, some sort of socialist country line? I said it earlier, kills me. You know, the, you look like a bumblebee bitch. Like, everyone <laughs> in this episode, I think, has at least a handful of lines that make them stand out and at least... Yeah, I'm going to say at least two scenes where they really shine, and that is very hard for mm-hmm. uh, an, an episode to do. And so because of that, because uh, I think it's so quotable that the dialogue itself is is incredible, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 on the quotes as well. Jesus, you guys love this fucking episode. Adam. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I liked a lot of the quotes from this. I think... Some of the more or some of the most iconic quotes from the show in general come from this episode. There is no Carol in HR. Oh, sorry. The Jesus on the cross look. Sorry. That's I, a, I will that, tap yeah. out with that one. Yeah. That's a great line. Um, I forgot to put that in because I figured someone else would say it. Um, Carol, the whole, whenever Charlie's shouting Carol, um, when Mac response to Charlie and he's like okay Charlie I'm gonna have to stop you right there not only do all of these people exist but they've been asking for their mail on a daily basis Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that entire Mm -hmm. line perfect okay Um, Pepe Sylvia Pepe Sylvia Pepe Sylvia yeah (laughs) I I think you basically just gave a rundown of that entire paragraph in the most footnoted way I think you possibly (laughs) could have you know next line you know next line you know Next line. I wrote a list. You got a list? And also, one thing that I didn't notice, but thanks to using subtitles, I noticed now. But when Frank breaks through the glass and he says to Chief, he says, why aren't you going? And then he leaves the window. It's just like a funny throwaway line. But I don't I think I've ever noticed. Oh, that that's it. Uh, I was thinking the throw. I was I was thinking the throwaway line um, more along the lines of like when Mac and Charlie are in their job interview, and um, the guy giving them the interview, who is the Kujina's waiter later, um, he he goes to mention uh, one of the bullet points on the resume, and he's like, "I'm not sure who direct this to." Mac Mac is like, "That's me." And then as soon as he's done bringing up the bullet point, he goes to ask a question, and Charlie answers it, and Mac says, "Oh, that actually should be him." <laughs> I, I I think that's like a really like uh, not only like a solid throwaway line, but like I was saying, how that feels like they're like improvising more like Charlie taking the credit on a question when Mac said that the bullet point was for him. Like they really don't know what the hell they're doing. There's, there's no coordination at all. Um, so throwaway lines like that show little details. Do you think that the waiter from Gugino's got fired from this job for hiring these people? And that's I, why he's working. At I think we should make that cannon. I think we should. Do we have the power to make that cannon? Can, yeah. can, can we fire it? Is that what you do with, cannons 
Something like yeah. that. Can I um, get my number for the quotes yeah. real no, quick yeah. before we move no, on? No, 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 no. You don't get to. You don't get to give us anything. All right, we we'll move sure. on to the next one. No I'm kidding. I gave it an eight. All right, I thought it was pretty above average. Adam Wavers, effect. I thought you were about to. Thought you were about to keep going on the ten train with me. I'm not I trying won. to convince you anything. If anything, I'm trying to convince Donnie to come up from four. But I just I yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm being harsh, but like I I really I I think this episode has those couple scenes, but like when I rewatched it just now, like I really like was not even laughing that much and like it's iconic, but like I don't know. Day bow bow. Yeah, oh. like that's like almost the funniest part to me. Like, oh yeah. That like realization in that like little scene when they're like like just the way they explain that song. He's like, you know, the the day bow bow. Yeah. Have you have you guys ever listened to that song slash have you listened to that in full? Uh I mean, I don't know about full. I think so. Is it longer than like a four or five minute song? I don't know how long it specifically is, but it does feel like twenty. If it's a normal song, then I probably listen to the whole thing. The moon is beautiful. (laughs) What was this hotel here where they play that in like a show? I think that's at the I'm not Plugging some friggin' billion dollar corporation like the snazzy people at the win with their nightlife entertainment featuring Yellow's hit song, Oh Yeah. Oh shit. Did I accidentally just do a plug? Humor. Humor. Which that joke had none of. <laughs> Talk to me, Adam. Oh, how's it been? Fuck you. Tell me no, the humor. <laughs> this is one of the funniest episodes. I mean, there's a reason that this is the episode to show people for the first time. A 10 out of 10 for humor. From Holy right shit. Off the okay. bat, even before video, okay. you hear the noise of the bong. Okay, just, so we got some audible humor. That's yeah. fun. We got the day bow bow. That's more audible fun. You know, little Steve, Steve Winwood, higher I mean, love. This, this is one of the most iconic episodes, so... Oh, that's that's the reason for the ten out of ten is that it's iconic. I think it's very iconic, but again, I there was a couple moments that really had me laughing hysterically, and then I don't know. This one is, I guess, it's a. I almost said FAFSA. What is that? What it's called? NAFSA. NAFSA. FAFSA yeah. is some uh, school and money and school. some shit. Yeah, well, fuck that. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. To me, like, it's just not as funny as I remember it being, like. And I don't know if that's like how I have to score it, I guess. But like, I gave it a six for the humor. It just it wasn't as funny as I remember it being. Ooh, like the couple parts for sure, like the day bow bow, the Pepe Silvia, like those couple iconic moments that we still talk about. Like, I'll still laugh at those for sure. But like everything else is kind of just like this didn't seem that great of an episode to me. Donnie, what have I told you? <laughs> in my opinion. Every scene in this episode carries that kind of weight, but for some reason, only a couple scenes from this episode have made it to the spotlight. But in my head, I wouldn't believe you. I think, <laughs> I think when Dennis and Dee go cycling, when they go to the gym for the first time, and she's wearing mm-hmm. those freaking denim jeans, uh, the the collagen uh, scene I said still makes me cringe my face off. Uh, and then Frank only gets wackier and wackier, which I'm curious as to, you said earlier, you wanted more of him in this episode. What, what would, what else could he have done? Do you think? 
What else could they have done? With Frank's storyline. I don't know. Do you, do you think they could have shown the scene of him shitting his pants? I mean, I, I guess. I don't know that that would, like, make any difference. Like, it wouldn't make it that much funnier. And I don't know. I just think that the Frank, like, the whole Frank's storyline was just pretty boring. And, like, okay. I don't know. I, I take the disagreement on this, and I really think each scene is more ridiculous than the last. Um, and Act 3 and Act 2 is some of the best Sonny we've seen this entire series, not just this season, in, in my humble opinion. So, um, yeah. <sighs> Screw it, 10 out of 10 for the humor. I think... This episode um, had me in stitches the entire way through. It was the first Sunday episode that had me uh, just dying the entire time I watched it, when I watched it for the first time. Um, and even still, it a lot of the humor still holds up. Um, mm. But I'm, I'm tempted to go lower, but uh, I think this is a 10 out of 10. I agree. And Donnie does not, but that's okay. Cause, cause it's America. Reason will prevail. What, 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 what is that? Was that leave? We hmm. did. We did the characters. Hmm. We did. Shoeless no, collar. I, I think it's. I think it's time for the. Um, Rumham. No. Oh fuck! I fucked it up. Wild God. Wild God, bitches! Yeah! All right, y'all go first. All right, well, mine's boring as shit because I forgot about the wild card again until the end of the episode. So I just gave it a five because I didn't think the ending was good at all. That's our Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> and I love to do the whole counting thing, and I, I couldn't think of something. I could have counted, like, the Carols or, like, the Pepe Silvias. But I figured those were, like, two of the most obvious ones that maybe, like, you guys would even do. So They used the term again, I didn't like this episode like, three, four times, I think. You go off how many times I, I could have done that again. I just normally I notice it right away and I count them like as it's going. And then the episode ended and I was like, shit, I don't have a wild card. And I was like, oh, that ending sucked. I'll give it a five. It's it's okay. We're, we're, we're still warming up again. We're still getting used to doing these again. Um, I mean, at least the three of us are the dish that can, you know, go hang out in the freezer. Adam, what'd you give it? I gave it a 10 bong hits out of 10 bong hits. Oh my goodness. Not four out of twenty bong hits. No, get, get it? It's the it's the wee number. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good score. That's a good score. And as much as I'd love to duplicate it, uh, I'm gonna go with nine out of ten for my wild card. Wow, I thought we were gonna have a full ten. Nope, I'm going nine out of ten for the wild card because that is the age that Frank canceled Dennis and D's insurance. Ah, uh, love it. So we're going nine out of ten. Y'all thought I was going for the perfect 10 out of 10 there, but no. Uh, I'm not going to lie. 49 really points out of 50. Yeah. You, you want to. I wanted to go for the 10 out of 10, but you but there won't. Are episodes out there with 10 out of 10 quotes. I got some 11 out of 10s coming. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I was a bit too lenient on this episode, and, and when my yeah. uh, we're back. I think you guys were. Fog. I think you guys were too generous, and I was too harsh. I think our score is somewhere solid in the middle. We're I just think you were too generous. We're oh, too I different. Think you were too harsh, and he thinks but, we were too generous. But this episode is one of the most iconic episodes of the entire series. So by that, it has to be on top. 
I mean, I gave nine to the characters, seven to the story, yeah. and six to the humor. So, like, those are all yep. average, above average. Let's tally it up. Yeah, let's total let's it do up. It. Run it. All right. I, um, I might have forgotten uh, how to do this, but uh, after doing some math and crunching some numbers and all that fun stuff, we have our score, our, our final tally. But before we put this episode onto the list of lists, let's, uh, I'm going to ask you guys, let's see what the fans think. What do you guys think they gave this episode on IMDb? What's the highest they've gone so far? The highest score we have is a 9.3. On IMDb? On IMDb, the lowest we got is an 8.1. Then they gave it a 9.1. They gave it a 9.4. 8.9, I changed my mind. Adam, do you change? Nope, 9.4. Donnie, right on the money. Let's go. (laughs) 8.9 out of 10. Definitely thought you were uh, screen peeping for a second. No, there. I changed. Well, I said I was thinking eight point nine, and then I don't know why I was like, ah, oh, they they gave it a nine point one. But then I had to go with my original gut, and it was right. <laughs> Tied up with the Are gang gets held. <laughs> yeah, fucking screen peeper. Tied up with the gang gets held hostage. Uh, from earlier in the series, uh, this one is going to be within the top ten for the fans, though. Uh, where does it land on the list of lists for us? It's pretty obvious, I think. Um, let's start out with Adam. What do you give this episode? Well, if my math is correct, I gave this a 9.6 out of 10, Brayden. 9.6. That is way, way, way up there at the tippy top by a large margin. This episode is uh, 0.5. Uh, higher than your number two. So this is your favorite episode. Uh, your second favorite being Sweet D's Dang a Retarded Person with a 9.1. So there's quite a bit of gap. Everything else is within a pretty close margin, but you took a pretty hefty lead with this one. What do you think of that? I like it. I like where it's at. It is my favorite episode to date. All right, that's that's a large lead for your favorite. Donnie, what do you give this episode? I give it a 6.2. 6.2 is going to put this towards the lower third of your list, but that's okay because uh, it's uh, tied up with America's Next Top Patty's Billboard Model Contest from earlier in this season. What do you think of that? Uh, I would probably say I like this episode better, but... What if I told you you have gun fever just above this episode? Gun fever and the gang finds a dumpster baby. Uh, the dumpster baby for sure is overhyped. I don't know why that's up there. Um, yeah, the gun fever I like. Like everything else. Like I think I, I again. I think I was a little harsh on this episode. I think if I was a little more generous with the quotes in the wild card, it'd be a little more reflective of its like proper score. But I don't think it's far off for what I really thought about it. All right. Yeah. Well, the, you? the dish of the day is in here, so he can go emulsify he can go fuck himself. himself. Yeah, he's still in the kitchen. <laughs> He's cooking. What a loser. I give this episode a 9.8. This is another one, just like Dennis and Dee going welfare, where I really could have seen myself going in 10 out of 10 territory. Uh, Like I said, this episode, you could show someone as their their first episode. Um, It's it's one of the essential ones, in my opinion. 9.8 deserves to be at the top of my list. Uh, Just barely below that is Dennis and Dee going welfare from season two. Um, we'll see what the dish of the day gives it when we revisit all this at the end of the, uh, season. 
We'll see what our final score is. But for now, the score of this episode is going to be an 8.5, setting this at the very top of the list of lists. Uh, this is going to be our second, or sorry, third season four episode that is in the top five. Uh, currently, the standing is Sweet D has a heart attack, followed by The Gang Solves the Gas Crisis, and Sweet D's dating retarded person. Those are our top three. Pretty intense top three. What do you guys think? I like The Gas think- Crisis the most out of all three of those. <laughs> Uh, I think it's going to go down definitely when the Dish of the Day joins us at the season finale. Or maybe he's going to love this episode. I don't know with him anymore. He yeah, scares he's a true me. wild card. He is the wild card. He, yeah. He is he's something else. But uh, you'll just have to uh, hit subscribe and see when we release our season four finale and go over all the episodes one more time, change up some scores, get some scores that we're missing. It's going to be a really good time. And uh, thank you to everyone who has uh, made it this far. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, let us know what you think of this episode. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at AlwaysSunnyPod. We like getting DMs from you guys. Uh, we like conversations happening on our subreddit too. That's fun. Everyone kind of comes together. And uh, so hit us up on our Always Sunny Pod and at AlwaysSunnyPod on Twitter and Instagram. Solo.to slash Rumham is where you can listen to everything. We will be back for uh, another episode review or perhaps a jabroni talk uh i think we should do some episode reviews and close out the year with the end of season four what do you guys think episode yeah. reviews for the rest of the year should we dedicate it all right yeah i think so well let's run it we're gonna uh see you guys very shortly for uh the next episode review that we got for you guys we're talking about season four episode 11 we're going back in time with the gang cracks the liberty bell Yep. Yeah.